What's up, you guys? Uh, Jalen here, of course. Um, and man, damn, I did not know you guys cared this much about the government shutdown. Um, we were going to talk about it a little bit last week, but um, one, we got carried away. Um, two, uh, I didn't know the government would still be shut down. And three, I didn't know you guys care so much about it. And so, and, it, and it's great that I'll, I see a lot of people out seeking information um, in this time. Uh, but I just want to clear a couple things up. One, no, you're not going to die. <laughs> uh, and two, no, the government isn't preparing for martial law anytime soon. Like, this is, the government is shut down. And, and, and yes, that's very important and it's very integral and it's very integral to things like spending. Um, but we're going to get into like all the things that it affects truly today. But man, it's just so glad to really see. Now, to be honest, I don't like the people who's out there, you know, spewing apocalyptic rhetoric like we're about to die. Um, you know, that's false information, uh, martial law, that's false information, but I do like all the awareness that's coming from this. I mean, the most, uh, famous, uh, attraction this whole government shutdown has been getting as far as entertainment wise is, uh, from Cardi B. I mean, Cardi B has really been outspoken lately about her views and, um, articulating how she feels about the current climate and why the government is shutting down and her views on the wall and just how, you know, shit she doesn't uh, agree with. But of course, once uh, any black entertainer says anything about anything about how they feel, a white-winged conservative from Fox News always has to say, say something to belittle them. And honestly, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off and I'm sick and tired of it. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, when Cardi B uh, came out with her video um, uh, denouncing Donald Trump and telling the world how she feels about the wall, uh, Tommy Lauren... The Blaze, who got fired from The Blaze, who got fired from other news media outlets, the pseudo-intellectual Tommy Lauren decides to go after Cardi B. And, bruh, it's like, man, it's like, it's just two things. One, pick on somebody not your own size because, again, you're a pseudo-intellectual and you don't really know all the things that you uh, say that you should know or, or say that you do know. But it's just about the simple fact of, why do or why does Fox commentators comment on entertainers like they're debaters? But then, like, they won't comment on a, a video of, uh, of Hassan Piker. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like, I feel like it's one, demeaning and uh, uh, two, belittling. Like, you, you just can't do that to someone and but just because you did and and then how tommy even went back and forth with cardi it was uh because she wanted to say oh well uh cardi b is the new latest uh genius of the democratic party like bro shut up like why are you belittling a person a, a citizen of this country who's just expressing their views like again I understand Cardi's an entertainer and I understand she gets a lot of traction so it makes sense for you know people to comment on what you know these athletes, these entertainers say but it's kind of like the same thing with Lauren Ingram it's like you're telling our black entertainers to just shut up and not comment on anything 
Um, like when Laura Ingram told LeBron James, like her rebuttal to LeBron James point that he was making, it was just simply shut up and dribble. Like, and, and I feel like this was the same thing echo, you know, with Tommy. It's just like us as black, uh, our black artists, our black, black athletes are allowed to comment on whatever they want to, even if their views don't mirror mine, you know, but the fact that their views mirror progressive thought you know, these white wing conservatives just want to come and attack them, come and attack them. But shout out to Cardi B. Cardi B handled it like a G. She really, you know, she re you could tell, you know, she, sta she stays abreast about the uh, current climate and, and uh, uh, current situations. Uh, but, bruh, like, the laugh of the day was, you know, when, you know, <laughs> Tommy said that stuff about her being the new genius of the Democratic Party. And Cardi said, bruh shut up i would dog walk you and like that was just hilarious and it was so hilarious because tommy said after that uh you probably will but that still doesn't do i'm like no, no no forget what all she said like you just admitted that cardi would dog walk you which is hilarious and again tommy you're a pseudo intellectual who has never won a, a debate a televised debate in her life like for god's sakes you got murdered by Charlemagne. like just shut up and again, when these entertainers are speaking on things, just just let them talk. Because it's like, it seems like you're picking on people who are not abreast, are, are not in the political field. When you're getting challenged by people like from Trevor Noah all the time, you're getting challenges from Trevor Noah all the time. And it's like, you know, but when you when you go on The Daily Show, it's just all about, okay, how can we find common ground? Like, no, it's it's, it's not that. It's like, stop, stop. But I just wanted to comment on that situation. Oh, yeah. And also, shout out to Alexandra uh, uh, Cortez for defending Cardi. Um, I would wish uh, that, you know, Cortez would have just jumped in and completely obliterated Tommy Lauren. Um, me and Cortez don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, but I know she would have straight up obliterated Tommy Lauren. But I, I, I understand AOC, you know. Alexandra, Tommy Lauren is not even, <laughs> you know, your aptitude, you know, so you don't even worry about that. You worry about elected officials and debating them and getting your knowledge up so you can debate them. But don't even worry about Tommy Lauren. But, yeah, so to just really jump into things, um, man, the government shutdown does impact a lot. And unfortunately, it has impacted a lot of people. Um, eight hundred thousand federal federal workers, um, are have been furloughed, and in furloughed payments mean that we uh they're they're promised pay, but it's not until they get the funds to pay them. So um, I know they already missed um their first paycheck um federal these eight hundred thousand federal wor workers, and so. And if the government continues to be shut down, they might miss a little bit more. But we're going to go into like important dates after we talk about and answer some of these questions that I know a lot of people have. Um, the number one question I, I hear a lot is, what's going on with our tax refunds? Am I going to be able to get my tax refund this year? And question is yes you don't have to worry about that um the trump administration prior to the government shutting down released that the internal revenue service will be up and operating so you do not have to worry about um your tax refunds not uh being here i think filing for tax refunds starts on january the 28th 
And so, yeah, January the 28th. Um, and again, after the, all, I answer all these questions, I'm going to go through some, some important dates throughout the shutdown just to navigate you guys a little bit. And so, but yeah, these tax, you don't have to worry about tax refunds. They, they are going to be implemented. You're going to get your filings. You know, you can start filing on the 28th, so you don't have to worry about that. But I will say that the IRS is, um, like most government agencies, are going to be around 30% proficient than they normally are. So there's going to be a way less staff. So a lot of customer service um, customer service um, parts of uh, the IRS were, were, are going to be um, un, unavailable. But again, there's still going to be people working around the clock, not getting paid, but working around the clock to make sure you get what you need make sure we get what i need and um the uh second question is um what are the jobs affected like i said um 800,000 federal work workers have been furloughed and like a lot of people think federal workers are you know top tier you know secret service agents or um and people close advisors to the white house no federal workers are everyday people um from tsa um uh airport checkouts uh these are federal workers um internal revenue service um economic bureau of analysis like yeah the the um I mean, the BEA, the Brew of Economic Analysis, like these intricate factions of our government that keep all government, that keep everything in our daily life flowing. And so, yes, it's not everybody's jobs affected, but what, what I'm going to really, you know, set the tone for throughout this episode is that, you know, because of these 800,000 workers, before, because of all of these people who are working for the federal government, who are not getting paid, who are getting four-loaded checks, this government is up now and so like you know before we before you share apocalyptic rhetoric remember that these 800,000 employees that are for, for, forced to work without pay miss paychecks these people are the reason why everything is going to stay afloat um so again i just thank them and i'm so and it sucks it really does and and then it really does i, I mean the fact that the bougie I like to call um, politicians get to argue. You know, they just they just get to straight up argue about ideals, about what they support, and then they could hold the government for it and not and totally not be affected. It's like these federal workers are no no matter what your what side of the political coin you're on, you, you can agree with me that these federal workers are being impacted by the the what I can say, the the arguing of the elite, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Congress can't make a decision, you know? So it's like, it, that's Congress's fault. Like, you know, Congress and the president can't make a decision. So why do they have to be affected? Why do these 800 workers have to be affected by what these elitists are doing, you know? And it, and it, and it really sucks. And so I, I feel like after this, a lot of people need to call their sen- senators and push legislation that forces government shut during the government shutdown that forces Congress and the president to get restricted of pay, you know, period. Like, you know, these guys sh- cannot get paid just like these 800 federal work, 800,000 federal work- workers can't get paid. It's just it's, it's, again, it's not fair. It's not just um 
And so, yes, and, and yes, there's been some legislation in the past. Like in 2013, um, Republicans were talking about drafting a legislation when uh, during the 2013 uh, shutdown, when Obama was shutting down the government for ACA, um, a lot of Republicans were like, uh, well, after this, man, we got to make this a thing to where like Congress doesn't get paid. And, and of course, it it died down afterwards. And then in 2018, Dems tried to draft the same thing. It died down. Honestly, I just think those legislations are piece of uh, partisan tools that are used to uh, gauge voters into which party is not corrupt and elite. Let me just tell you, all parties are corrupt and elite if they're not socialists. But anyway, that's, yeah, so... It, it sucks. That's what we really should focus on after this is, you know, passing legislation that when a government shut down, because again, after this government is opened back up, most likely it's going to be shut down again. But um, we need to start passing legislation that's going to say like, no, congressmen, representatives, senators and the president, none of these people can get paid. None of these people can get any monetary funds throughout the government shutdown. And yes, it's going to cause for a more um, expeditious funding bill so we don't have to worry about this government shutdown. Um, third question, um, will all the courts run out of money? Sadly, yes. All federal courts will run out of money um, uh, on the 25th, I believe. But the thing is, is that you don't have to really worry about that because unfortunately, again... Just they're gonna add on to these eight hundred thousand employees who have been furloughed, and now these people are just gonna start going to work without pay, and it sucks. But I mean, I mean a lot of a lot of these people are, again are elected officials, like and in, in when you talk about district and circuit courts, um, but even uh, the elected officials' aides, I, I mean they're being affected too, but I mean they're gonna be forced to work, unfortunately, um, but. With things like the Anti-Deficiency Act, these people are going to get paid after the government shutdown. The government has to find some way to pay, pay these people after the government shutdown. So, you know, all the furloughed uh, workers, I mean, thank you guys so much. Um, and you guys will get your due justice after all of this. I mean, you guys are the best. Um, but, yeah, even though courts will run out of money... They are still going to be, you know, criminal cases are still going to be up. Silver cases are gonna, still going to be up. They'll still be able to run court like they normally do. So, you know, don't think it's going to affect anything locally um, or anything concerning your court. Like, yeah, so, yeah, bro, if you still got them tickets, you still got to pay them. Like, so don't think, oh, the government shut down. Yeah, man, since the government shut down, got to pay this ticket. No, you still got to go pay that speeding ticket. Um, and fourth um, question, uh, this is the most famous question, our infamous question, really, um, I've been getting. Um, what about government assistance? Uh, and, and the reason why I had this for the fourth question, because this is really kind of tricky. Um, but for government assistance, we have to split it up into certain factions because government assistance is just not funded in one bill or um in one spending bill a lot of uh federal government assistance is um funded quarterly um throughout uh quarter uh quarters so it's like unlike see see things like for instance for, what i mean is like this for instance like stuff like social security assisted social security insurance or 
um, social security, disability, and Medicaid, all that stuff, that stuff is yearly funded. So that means that they already passed the funding bill to fund that throughout 2019. So you do not have to worry about SSI. You do not have to worry about disability. And with things like housing, um, most housing, um, well, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of uh, housing assistance program programs are locally. So you won't have to worry about that. And even if you, you're, um, uh, I'm sorry, again, I'm sick. And even if you're dealing with HUD. If if you you have do have um housing under HUD, um HUD is doing everything that they can to appropriate funds to where your housing is not affected. Um HUD actually put out an article stating um that and and again with all this with this episode it's gonna be very different because on Facebook I'm a um I'm gonna post the episode and then I'm gonna also post um certain sources from where I got my information so you guys can you know just look on heavily but yeah again for housing and Medicaid SSI you know uh, social disability you guys do not have to worry about that because um SSI social disability and Medicaid Medicare stuff like that is funded throughout yearly so you don't have to worry about that stuff and housing um HUD um urban development they're doing everything that they can to appropriate the right, right amount of funds and so in the article that i post uh is going to show you that they um already have you know a plan for it until the end of march and hopefully the government isn't shut down that long um but um parts of government assistance that will be affected yes i'm sorry but your food stamps are going to get affected and your um yeah, um, SNAP is gonna be affected real, real, uh, real, real heavily. And but again, if uh, this is to navigate people throughout the shutdown, this is an apocalyptic rhetoric. Um, again, um, EBT, SNAP, like things like that, um, they're gonna they're 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 already funded throughout February. But the thing with uh, uh, food stamps this month is that. They're gonna be the funds are gonna be distributed out early, um, around January twentieth. Um, January twentieth already passed. So <laughs> they they're so so if you are expecting uh payments are um from uh EBT or SNAP, then get them now. You know, ask you know, call up your people and and you know, ask them now because they're supposed to be um starting uh to receive payments on January twentieth twentieth and it's gonna be a early installation since the government shut down but that does not mean you're getting a february you're getting february food stamps no you're just getting february food stamps hella early so so do not confuse the two yes you're getting your february food stamps you know around january 20th but don't think that you're gonna get you know more food stamps come february no they they're handing them out early so you can um uh adequately um assess um certain things and adequately uh budget um based off of this government shutdown so yes um that will food stamps will be affected but i mean like i'm gonna show like uh like i'm gonna talk about later um we we really don't have to worry about this government shutdown for much longer but 
yeah food stamps are, are probably like the only thing that's gonna really be affected um like i said um things like housing you don't have to worry about that things like medicaid medicare you do not have to worry about that but yeah if you do get food stamps um like i said january 20th is when they're gonna start um rolling those payments out so uh, really stay up to date on those things but you are not going to get a second installment in February. No, they're just giving it to you very early. So please watch out for that. Um, and number five, uh, FDA food inspections. Will they stop? I don't know why I've been getting this question. And I don't even know why people have been... Uh, well, well, let me backtrack. I didn't know why this was a big deal to people, but because I know the FDA, you know, will always do food inspections. But I mean, I guess they stopped for a while momentarily, like right when the government shut down, you know, just because they didn't have the appropriated funds. But don't worry, they're back up and running. They're yes, they're um testing riskier foods. Um, so don't worry about you know having to catch diseases or anything. That's another apocalyptic rhetoric i've been hearing is that you know we're gonna catch diseases from the food not being expected and die no fda the federal drug association they are working i said association administration but uh their their um their main goal is to make sure that we're healthy so they're doing everything that they can and they're still up and weren't running and again yes these people are up and running without getting paid so before you post your apocalyptic rhetoric, remember these 800,000 employees who are not getting paid for what they do, they're the reason why you don't have to worry about the apocalyptic rhetoric that you're spewing or the end time messages that you're spewing because these people are paid to work without pay, if that makes sense. And basically what I'm saying is that they hop on a job knowing that stuff like this can happen but they still work for us because they know that, you know, even though the government is shut down, everyday life has to go on. Everyday life has to carry on. So, yes, FDA food inspections will continue. And uh, the um, a very popular question I've been getting, I don't know why, but I, I guess it's just because of one intricate faction of this. But um, is education going to be affected in no way? No, not necessarily. Not really. Because, I mean, again, education is, you know, really state-funded. I mean, that's basic government, uh, basic uh, government. Taxes and education, yeah, state-funded. Um, but, uh, I said, yeah, sta uh, well, state, yeah, state-funded. And so, the thing about education, I think people are really concerned about the federal school programs that, federal lunch school programs that go on that could hinder you know, uh, uh, that that could affect a lot of kids who are on free lunch and on on this national school lunch program. Um, but don't worry about that because again, since education is ran, you know, on the state level, there's a lot of free um, and reduced lunch programs locally and statewide. So there so even though the national school lunch program probably will you know receive start receiving less funds. You don't have to worry about that because, again, there's a lot of local and state free and reduced lunch programs. So, you yeah, you don't have to worry about your kid not eating. You know, your kid's going to eat, you know. So, don't think, you know, that's going to happen. Um, number seven, um, what will happen to the economy post-shutdown, um, after the shutdown? Well, I mean, uh, the... Uh, 
Brew of Economic Analysis, uh, the BEA, they said that, you know, at, fir it, at first it wasn't supposed to do much damage. And again, it's not going to do much damage uh, as in, you know, numerically, but incrementally it has been. Um, now it's projected that, you know, this government shutdown is going to hurt at least 0.13% um, of our government's growth. Is going to hinder uh, 0.13 of our uh, government's growth. So, I mean, again, from in the larger scale, that's not much, and it could easily be regained throughout the year. But it's just crazy that we're at 0.13, and, you know, we're a month in a shutdown. So just imagine if this lasted three months. But, I mean, again, I wouldn't think, to be uh, honest, uh, to be unbiased, uh, this isn't going to hurt Trump. As in, you know, people are going to say, hey, the government, the government shutdown hurt the economy. No, it's not going to hurt tangibly, you know, as in, you know, deep. It's it, but it's you're, it's going to have some effect on it. But as for now, it's point thirteen percent according to according to the um brutal economic uh, anal brutal, uh economic of analysis. Um, so. Oh, yeah. And this is my favorite question. National emergencies. What is that? Um, national emergency. Um, if you guys don't remember, um, you know, a couple weeks back, you know, Donald Trump was like, all right, y'all not going to give me, you know, my 5.7. You know, I'm going to just declare a national emergency. And a lot of people didn't know what that was. And and, and to be honest, uh, that <laughs> national emergencies happen all the time. So it it, it was funny that that people you know kind of you know was like whoa this is some serious shit like i feel like this is where people got that martial law bullshit from yeah man they got that martial law bullshit from national emergency they heard national emergency and just thought of soldiers marching the street they thought of armageddon they just like no national emergencies happen all the time no national emergency emergency for a wall is unjust and it's not a human and it's not a humanitarian crisis at the border and so i think that's why trump you know start depleting that rhetoric but National emergencies happen all the time. Um, in 1976, the National Emergency Act was passed, and it was basically to uh, encompass the um, executive branch, the president, with powers um, that don't need to be um, executive. Well, not exactly executive orders, but executive powers um, branched on the president. Now, this isn't the reason why I'm kind of having trouble defining it, because it's not really defined. Like, you have certain provisions and regulations, but... It's not something that's really defined. Throughout the years, people have, you know, claimed national emergency for multiple things. Like, say, for instance, um, Bill Clinton, 1997, his national emergency, um, um, the assault rifle ban, you know, that was an executive order made by him. But the thing about these national emergencies that they is that they have to be renewed every single year. Not every single presidential term, but every single year. And And if the people do not agree with this then if yeah if the people do not agree with this then the Cong then congress can easily say oh man nah we don't agree with this bro and they can easily vote um against the national emergency act but you know for since uh 1985 they changed it because uh it was unconstitutional because it didn't 
follow the separation of powers clause. So instead of the Congress just being being able to like damn near veto the president, they they change it to a joint re- resolution. So say for instance, if Trump actually wanted to do a national emergency and he built a wall, Dems were against it. Dems could say no, fuck that. And, you know they 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 um vote on the legislation, um they get enough votes, and then that's when it goes back. And then that's when they make a, the House and the, the uh, House and the Senate make a, a bill or a law constructed off of the national emergency. But the president has to then sign it. Uh, and, and so all of that stuff I just told you, I think that's why Donald Trump really didn't want to do a national emergency. Because at first, since it was an executive power, most of the funds would be pulled from the Pentagon instead of off of a, a tax mayor base uh, if he would have just, you know, passed the funding bill. So, yeah, national emergency, you don't have to worry about that anytime soon. Um Again, a lot of national emergencies are renewed. National emergencies happen all the time. Presidents do it all the time. And it's basically just to, you know, quickly expedite, you know, a, um, a rule or a law. Like, like again, Bill Clinton did it for the 1997 assault rifle ban. Um, uh, George Bush also did it for um, the 2000, after the 2001 9-11 um, attack and to uh, combat terrorism. He also declared a national emergency to start um, the war on terrorism. So, I mean, it happens all the time, um, but, but it can be debated against and it can. It's not like an absolute power that can't be, you know, regulated and restricted. Um so yeah, those are all the main questions. I, I guess, uh, man, man, damn, we got through that pretty quick. I, I'm glad we did. But um, before we talk about, um, I give uh, kind of like my closing statement where I talk about how I feel about the shutdown and why has it been so long, or, or um, in my prediction about how 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 much it'll last. I just wanted to give you guys some um some dates real quick, some important dates, and um, I got this this um from USA uh, Today, I believe. Um, and these are just some um, important dates that you guys can follow just so you guys could know uh, if, if what to stay abreast on concerning the government shutdown and how to keep up to date, uh, how to stay up to date. Um, but uh, January 20th is the deadline for food stamps. Um, like I said earlier, um, January 20th, will be when in in a deadline for food stamps i mean deadline for the payments to go out so it's the deadline for you guys to get you know start you know flushing out those payments so if you haven't got your food stamps yet please contact whoever you got to contact because you're supposed to be got them in or at least getting them now um january 25th will be the next paycheck um that the furloughed uh workers will miss um the federal employees uh they that's to be the next time that they miss a miss a paycheck. I think their first paycheck that they missed was January 11th. Um, so, again, I really hope this stuff ends and really. <laughs> again, like I said, it's just really the elite, you know, debating about poor people problems, and it sucks. But um, uh, yeah, uh, January 25th. Uh, also, the courts will run out of money. Like I said before, um, but again, these people are going to be forced to work. So this is not going to hinder any criminal or civil cases that you know of. Um, 
January 20, uh, well, let me say this. It might, uh, they might uh, prolong some civil cases just based off of priority. But, you know, criminal cases are set to go in motion like they normally do. Um, January 28th, IRS uh, starts accepting tax filings. So, yeah, if you want your income tax, like uh, the administration, the Trump administration put out before, like, you know, once the government shutdown began, that the Internal Revenue Service will not be affected and your tax refunds will not be affected. So January 28th, start uh, filing your taxes. Um, uh, January 29th is the State of the Union. Um, I don't know if that's going to be postponed or not. I know Pelosi and Trump, they're, they're beefing it out right now. Um, but I mean, most likely it won't be postponed. Um, but just keep abreast on that because that's, you know, uh, if you guys don't know what the state of the union, um, it's the yearly union of when the, um, president keeps us abreast on, you know, what's going on with our government. And so it's going to be really exciting to see how Trump is going to package just and how he's going to blame the Dems for this. Because I mean, a lot of people are just fatigued right now. It's like, Bro, like, I know even, you know, a lot of moderate Republicans are like, you know, w- I really believe you in this wall, but, you know, we're kind of fatigued right now. So it's like if we could just get strong border security. And so it, it's just will the re- what to look for in the State of the Union on January 29th. Just look for if, if Trump is going to compromise or if he's going to hold in, if he's going to stick to his guns. Um, uh. But yeah, so just watch out for that. That's gonna be real exciting. We'll see how that goes. Um, January thirtieth. Um, this is a very important date. Um, but gross domestic product report comes out, and um, basically the GDP. Um, I know you guys heard that a lot, but that's this. This is basically just the um amount of produced goods, and uh at, at the end of a quarter, and how much revenue made from it. And so uh, the the GDP um, reports happen quarterly. So um, we had the we have the bulk of the GDP from uh, 2018, and um, a lot of people predict that it it is just stays stagnant from its last report. Um, so um, again, I mean, it's an important day for me personally. I, I'm not gonna go into detail of why, but just just look up for that too. The GDP uh, report January 30th, um, February 8th. Uh, will be the third paycheck missed by uh missed for p- federal employees and so let's oh man fuck if this shit stretched to february the 8th that'll be some shit but um it looks like it's not closing down anytime soon you know the dems and trump haven't been finding the deal but we'll get back to that later but um yeah february the 8th third paycheck will be missed February 22nd, the fourth paycheck will be missed. Damn, man, like, shit. And March 1st uh, is going to, and March 1st is a very important day because it's going to be a key trade deal with um, China. And the Office of U.S. Trade Representatives are expected to have uh, work at 30% proficiency and have 30% of staff. And so, damn. So, yeah. Um, this, this, this is something to watch because, I mean, since Trump has, ever since he stepped into office, he depleted things like NAFTA. Um, he, uh, he did away with a lot of other trade deals. So it's like now, you know, you know, it's kind of, 
Trump's main rhetoric was like, you know, I'm going to get better trade deals with China. Well, I mean, you're in a government shutdown, bro. So it's like, do you want to, you know, up your foreign diplomacy or, you know, hold it down based off of this stupid domestic issue that really doesn't even exist? But all I really have to say is, you know, besides the um, before we get into the politics of it all, you know, it it is just sad that the elite can argue and debate about the problems of the hungry and 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 the workers and the laborers and the people who really make this country. And so that's why after this, I really want people to start holding their politicians accountable. And how you do this is not by being self-sufficient. I, I hate people who say, oh, well, Y'all scared about y'all food stamps. Y'all shouldn't have been worried about food. Y'all shouldn't have been dependent on government assistance anyway. Like, fuck no. Like, why can't we depend on government assistance? You know? This government, you know, allows us to fetishize over labor where we, we don't get, you know, what we pay, what we're at, what we should adequately get. So we fetishize over this labor, right? And we barely get paid what we're, what, what, what we're earned. And then so after that, we got to pay taxes to this government and then turn around, not get government assistance. Like, no, bro, it's not about not being self-sufficient. The government is supposed to be for the people, by the people. And that's the problem is that the government currently is not for the people because it's not by the people. And that's what we have to renaissance. That's what we have to change. That's the main thing we have to change. So don't go around and say, oh, well, you shouldn't have been dependent on a government anyway. What would be the point of the government if you can't depend on them? Like, what the fuck? But anyway, um, to wrap this all up, uh, like I- I'm sure you guys all know the cause of the shutdown is because of that 5.7 billion wall. Um, why so long? Um, I feel like it's been so long because again, it's it's elitist b- battling out the point the the uh, the points of the poor, and I feel like the Republican has the Republican Party has done a great job to galvanize their voters to believe that they're the 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 border is the most dangerous thing in American society. Like no, like it's not. Like um, a Pew Research Center then did their own polls and did did polls and even conducted that you know. The bulk of the problem isn't even at the border. Border out of eleven million immigrants that crossed the border, three hundred thousand were actually convicted criminals. So it's like like three hundred thousand. I know that sounds like a lot, but I mean that's a drop in a dime compared to eleven million. Um, and then when you even observe, uh, well. Mexicans are 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 not because that's what they say. Mexicans are Mexicans, Guatemalans. They're coming over to the border. Like no, actually, those numbers drastically increased. I said decreased. If you if you if you go by not only the Pew Research Center, but if you go by Border Border Patrol themselves, like this number has naturally decreased. So it's like. I don't know why, but again, the Republican Party has done a great job of making their voters feel like the the bulk of the problem of the United States is at the border, when it's not, <laughs> when it when it never was. And again, we have mass mass. Uh, we have terrorists in the United States. Let me just say that um, we have some evil people 
who we need to focus on. We have some, and we and we, and we also have an influx in crimes in the United States that we have to focus on. That's all domestic and have nothing to do with illegal immigration. So, when you observe, and, and also observing all of this, observing the fact that Border Patrol said that you know the um, illegal immigration has you know constantly decreased, has has constantly been de- decreasing since two thousand seven. You also have to put in perspective, well, if immigration is decreasing due to border security, a, a stricter border security, then by nature or, 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 or by connection, <laughs> by connection, the legal activity is decreasing as well. Drugs, yes, drugs are decreasing as well. Of course, we're not at the point of like, because the drug cartel still exists. And so... We we do need a problem. We do need to fix that. But border security could be done without a wall. Simple, like uh, like they literally put out, like border patrol literally showed Donald Trump that they're digging tunnels. Like I don't know what tunnels would do for a a a, a, a wall. Like I was like Great Wall of China started on the seventh century. <laughs> I'm like man, like it's like this is such outdated technology to preserve and protect our society it won't it'll just be served as a symbol of xenophobia it'll just be showed as a symbol of isolation uh isolation and the thing about isolation is can't we can't practice it when we literally imperialized everybody on the map we literally imperialized the middle east we literally imperialized africa so it's like we can't act as a superpower now when we've affected the people like the Hamas and the and the Fatas in the Middle East, like, and caused infighting, like we can't, too, it's too late, it's too late for us to practice that. We we have to think global, and we and we have to be. Oh, and, and that's why I love Justin Trudeau from uh, Trudeau from uh, Canada, man. He, Canada has put out a report saying that they want one million immigrants, bro, and by next year, like that's amazing. To me, honestly, I. I focus on I like I feel like border security is the common ground because when you actually observe it a lot of progressives are not do not practice do not practice isolation a lot of progressive actually progressives actually believe in open borders as for myself again a lot of people a lot of dims a lot of house dims and senate dims don't want to say that they believe in open borders because it doesn't feel like it it feels it feels radical off the tongue, but a lot of progressive nat- progressives naturally want open borders because they see with you know the border security that we've been putting in place now, all we have to do is work on work on people with overstaying visas, because the the bulk of immigrants who are in this country are people who stay over ten years according to border border patrol, so. If we can get these people who you know have have expired visas visas and expedite the process for them to actually become a citizen, then we're gonna be great. And uh, we, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be great. And doing stuff like shutting the government down is just gonna further hinder that because during the government shutdown, since the government shut down, sixty three thousand hearing cases for immigration will be up for grabs, meaning that not even up for grabs, they they will be halted. Because that will be, you know, federal strict strictly federal courts, you know, in doing that. So it's like 
how can you say you're for immigration when the government shutdown itself is, you know, hindering the process for for illegal immigrants to become legal immigrants? It, it's just, I just don't understand. 60,000, you know, 63,000, the number was at 40,000, and that's what the number I was going to go with today. But then I checked again today before I recorded the episode, 63,000. So, yeah, I... And then the bullshit deal about DACA getting or DACA dreamers being able to, you know, stay, you know, uh, to three, three long uh, period, three year long period. Like, no, that's BS, bro. Like you are the one who wanted to do away with the program itself. So it's like three years. That's a slap in the face. Like, how about like, no, fuck. And, and then after that, say three years, but but, but yeah, yeah. Now nah, the walls still go. Like, nah, bro. I feel like the perfect compromising for House Dems and, and Senate Dems are is to just say that we want border security. Because if you actually go by a lot of Democratic progressive voters, we want open borders. We do not mind it. And it's like, I know that sounds radical coming out the tongue, but we just have to think about immigration reformation first. We cannot think about security like no we 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 need to you know why is it taking so long for immigrants to get their visas what's the process what is holding them up why are these things holding them up and we need to focus on uh reformation before anything before security before all that because this was a country literally made by immigrants so but if if you were to ask me how long i think the shutdown will last to be honest, bro, I do not know, but I feel like what I feel like is that, you know, when these programs start to lose funding, say, for instance, uh, food stamps. Yeah. When food stamps start to lose funding, do I think riots are going to happen in the street? No. Riots are not going to happen in the streets over food stamps. No. They're not. But what's what is going to happen is that it's going to bring the pressure up on the president, because, again, it's it's the mandate of heaven. If everything is going bad, we blame the leader. If everything is going good, we blame the leader. So it's like it it's going to cr- start crashing down and it's going to it's going to get to a point soon that that the Republican administration uh, in the House in in the White House, uh, definitely Trump. He's gonna start getting flustered, and then uh, a lot of moderate Republicans are already getting flustered, um, and and that's just gonna ooze over into the party. And so most likely, we're we're gonna. I I can see the most compromise is saying that uh, more gated fences around the border and stronger border, and they'll they'll like Jim even Jim Clyburn. Um, House minority, House majority whip. Now, shout out to my man, uh, Jim Clyburn even said that he's willing to dump a lot of money into border security, just not a wall. So I feel like that's what's what's gonna end up happening. I I just do not see Dems giving up uh on this fight, and I I but I see Trump do, uh, and I and I see Trump getting flustered, cause this is a lot. And again, it's the mandate of heaven. You know, people are gonna blame you. I mean, people are gonna blame the 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 executive man that they elected to be in charge. I mean, that that's just how the way of the world goes. And of course, you're gonna have his supporters, you know, galvanize against the Dems, just as you know we did for Obama when the Republicans tried to 
do the mandate of having shit on him in 2013, according to the ACA. But like Cardi B said, bitch, 2013 government shutdown was for affordable health care. This government shutdown is for a wall that will only exude xenophobia and will not stop any crime rates of the United States in the United States. So I just feel like, you know, again, like I said earlier, the Republicans have done a great job to galvanizing their voters to make them think that the source of the problem of the United States is illegal immigration. This is the source of our problem. This is the source of all the drugs. This is the source of when we literally have an opioid crisis, right? You know, but we don't focus on doctors. We don't focus on pharmaceutical companies giving, you know, just giving out medicine and medicinal, uh, medicinal pills just because they don't feel like paying, you know, are doing the adequate work to, you know, actually help a patient. We're not going to worry about them. We're just going to worry about, you know, the 300,000 people who got convicted. But, I mean, just a word, food for thought to to sign off and to conclude for this episode. Just remember, you guys, it's like, you know, make sure you're abreast on fact-checking your sources. Um, Fact-checking your sources can become so integral. When you want information this important, when when you want information concerning uh, food stamps, when you're concerning IRS, when when it's concerning tax tax returns, when it's concerning school lunch programs, when it's concerning uh, judicial courts running out of money, all these things, you go to websites that have this information like say for instance you you in in other words i don't want to give you guys just a fact checking lesson because really even some websites are faulty but the first step of fact checking is to not get your information from social media do not get your information from a meme. If you get your information from a meme, most most likely it's false. If you get your information from somebody who posted something without even tagging an article or without even uh, sourcing an article where they got it from or citing an article, it's fake. It's fake. This apocalyptic rhetoric and this end times rhetoric that I'm hearing about, we're all going to die from diseases and martial law is going to be implemented. All this shit is fake. And you can, it, but but I'm just telling you, you can avoid all that fake shit if soon as you see that shit. I uh, see what I do is like that should when when somebody is talking about the apocalypse and when somebody's talking about martial law, when people are talking about dying, that should prompt you to go look up what they're talking about, and not look up what they're talking about and what they're saying. Look up things that you want to know. What's going to happen to my food stamps? Look that up on the EBT website. What's going to happen to my uh my government assistance, uh, my, my housing, uh, my social security? You can literally look all these things up on Google and, and find reputable sites before you find trash sites. Now, again, now I, was, I can probably show you guys how to adequately fact check websites. But that's just gonna take a whole another episode because you 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 have to be kind of experienced enough to decipher 
what's a real website you know what makes a real website uh, a source is not how pretty it looks it's you know who runs it you know you know what regulations do they have to follow uh whoever runs it um do they have a quarter period to where they have to report these things it's it, it's it, it's all intricate so i'm not really going to focus on that all i really want to say is just make sure you fact check your sources to the best of your ability um do not get your information from social media not face definitely not facebook bro like marcus Zuckerberg had that whole shit last year to where he was had to go to everybody government including the united states and defend facebook because they were not only you know spreading fake news but that fake news attributed to trump winning the election so yeah do not do not take uh news definitely political news and 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 then see it as valid because most most of the nine times out of ten it's not it's just a meme somebody shared and that's from both sides that's not only from the republican side uh that's from the democratic side as well um even things that you would normally viably or people you would viably agree with they can post face rhetoric too so i said face rhetoric fake rhetoric too and 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 so don't ever think that somebody is too smart not to be wrong. You look that shit up and you gauge it from the information you got yourself. And and so uh, yeah, like I said, do not let fake information get into your brain. Uh, this will be a better world once it has better and logical information. And so we got to make sure we all do our part and not share memes that we don't haven't even looked up yet or not share memes because again this is divisive you know this is how a lot of this is how you can affect elections this is how you can affect a lot of politics now as we've seen in 2016 you know you know obama wasn't really affected by propaganda you know but you know hillary was so if this is a new age and there's just a lot of evil people out there who just want their point to get across. Or not even their point, but uh, they just want their side to win. So they'll say any lie. They'll do anything to make sure that their side does win. So in order to stop that, let's not share memes that we know nothing about. Let's not share posts that we know nothing about. Let's do the research. Let's Let's take... Let, let's look at a post that says something, whether we agree with it or not, and then let's use let, let's take that as a tool to go research and find our own information instead of just saying, "Ah, this is it," because this is this meme is funny as hell. This is it. This is accurate because uh, nine times out of ten, it's not. But that'll be all for today's episode um it was this was longer than i expected but um thank you guys so much for chilling and taking the time with me um again this was just an episode to navigate you guys throughout the government shutdown however long it may last um give you guys some insights um again i'm gonna uh, try to put uh, post this if you guys want me to post the sources i will um to my uh social media accounts just so you guys can read over it and you know get you know a, get a good grasp of how these this stuff works um and so just so you can have a daily reminder you know um but 
um thank you guys so much for chilling with me remember follow uh, follow us at e to the podcast on snapchat i said snapchat we don't have a snapchat <laughs> e to the podcast on facebook instagram and twitter e to the podcast facebook instagram and twitter um thank you guys so much and uh this will be me signing out